Welcome to Dreamers to Leaders, Keeping It Real with Melody podcast. Melody is a foreign dreamer who started from being a flight attendant and worked her way up into now a tech fashion trendsetter, thought leader, and seasoned entrepreneur in multiple successful ventures. This podcast is for the awakened dreamer. Industry icons will share their humble beginnings up to the leaders they are today. Let's all learn and be inspired. Together, we can all prosper. Hello, and welcome to the Dreamers to Leaders podcast, the podcast for the dreamers, and more importantly, the doers. Today, we have a mini episode that tackles some tips that are important uh, for business owners, especially for those that struggle a little bit when it comes to numbers. We have with us someone who uh, would help us with this uh, segment. He is a certified public accountant, a chief financial officer and vice president for a private equity firm. And he has worked uh, for um, few Fortune 500 companies and has experiences with mergers and acquisition. Ladies and gentlemen, help me welcome Mr. Lucas Cole. Hi, Lucas. Hello, thank you for the welcome and it's great to be here. Um, okay, sure. So I, I guess that we'll start with a, a certain um, topics that I think are important in, when it comes to business finance. And I think one of the biggest questions, um, you know, for a business, whether it's starting out uh, or in its infancy stages or, you know, with, whether it's a company that's looking to grow, <clears throat> is the question of debt versus equity when it comes to financing and raising capital for your business. So, um, you know, every every company needs cash to uh, stay in operations, but even more so when they're looking to grow because you have to hire employees ahead of time um, and you have to put some upfront costs into uh, equipment and, um, you know, other uh, investments in order, you know, you have to put the cash up front in order to uh, see your uh investments uh, pay off, you know, in future months. So um, I guess debt and equity financing is one of the biggest questions. I think business loans, you know, will give the business owners absolute control over their company, um, but it also exposes them to risk. Uh, Banks will almost certainly require a personal guarantee from the business owner, regardless of how much business or how much of your business is set, or how your business is set up, sorry, uh, whether it's a LLC, uh, C-Corp or sole proprietorship, you know, what, what that does is it's, um, it limits you from other legal restrictions, but a lot of times you're, you're still on the hook, your personal finances are still on the hook when you're trying to pay back the loans. Um, so, you know, on the other hand, you have equity financing, which is you're giving up a part of your business um, or you're giving up shares of your business uh, in uh, in return for capital, um, you know, in return for cash. So, what the, I guess the risks or downsides of that is that many business owners make the, the mistake of giving up too much equity as compensation, or you know, when they're seeking funding, and, and they do it 
prematurely, so they can't really maximize on the return of um, you know their cash versus versus the equity that they're handing out uh, because they can't justify that you know higher valuations. I think um, especially for uh, for startups, they really have to understand kind of the difference of going one versus the other, a combination of both. Yeah. To understand kind of the consequence uh, of that decision uh, for them, for their for their business. What would be your, your second um, essentials that one need to know? Um, okay, well, all businesses need cash to grow and, and cash to stay in business. Um, so, you know, to a certain extent, I still believe that cash is king, um, and especially true for uh, small businesses. It, it's so important to take into consideration, you know, the business cycles, economic outlooks, and you know what your business climate looks like. Um, and depending on your industry or business model, you need to forecast your future cash flow as accurately as possible. Um, you know, whether it's out three months, six months, or even up to a year. Right. Um, yeah. And, and, you know, there's in order to grow a, a business often needs to, like I said, invest cash up front. So keeping an eye on your working capital or your cost of capital is, is really important. So cash is not trash uh, based on what you're saying. <laughs> cash is still very much king. Would you agree? <laughs> it, it's especially true in the business environment um, where cash is king. Um, up to a certain point, it, you know, I see some businesses who have too much cash in, on hand and they're not reinvesting enough of that cash uh, into their own business to, to make it grow. A, an example of investing cash into your, your own business to make it grow is, you know, maybe increasing advertising or increasing um, you know, the number of sales reps, uh, trying to bring in, you know, using that cash to bring in a little bit more revenue. And, um, you know, that, that's an upfront investment that you might not see a return on until your next, uh, until the next year, or, you know, depending on what type of business it is, it, it might be um, sometime in the future. Mm -hmm. uh, but a lot of business owners are also a, a little bit too conservative and keep that cash in the bank. And when, when they could be, you know, generating uh, some return on that cash. Yeah, just like with life, just like with anything, there needs to be that healthy, healthy balance, right? Not too much of anything is usually not, not good. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And that brings me to the ratios, right? So um, there, there's a lot of different financial ratios that, that you can use as be benchmarks. Um, so within certain industries, let's say, um, you know, a debt to equity ratio of, uh, uh, you know, of a certain amount might be good for one one industry versus another. Um, you know, you might need more cash in certain businesses than others. So really to see what, what, what the other businesses in, the, in your industry are um, doing in terms of, uh, you know, the, the, the ratios on, on your balance sheet. Uh, so a little bit of current events, you know, as they say, with, um, you know, going back to what you're saying on cash, mm -hmm. uh, with um, 
with the election war, you know, November coming up, it's September uh, now. So with that coming up and even the, the selection for, for the Supreme Court, you know, the Supreme Court battle that's that's going on and with kind of what they're saying, other countries are having their their second wave of lockdown. Um, I think more so with what you're saying that, you know, having that healthy stash of cash is something that um, that is important. What would be uh, the third you think that's, that's essential? Let's see, um, especially for small businesses, I see sometimes uh, business owners mix personal and business finances. Um, they'll use their, you know, their business credit card to go out and purchase um, you know, personal items or they'll be, you know, they'll lease a car um, for business purposes, but it's really their personal vehicle that they use only to drive back and forth from the office. Um, you know, there's a lot of different, you know, sometimes you'll have business owners put um, their country club dues on their, um, you know, on their business expenses and things like that. Um, and, you know, while it is your business, I would say, be careful about doing that because it's when you're mixing inter, intermixing personal and um, business expenses not only is it a, a tax issue um, but it, it also when it, it also makes it harder for you to see what the true earnings of your business is right, so um so really keeping that separate is, is, is as much as possible is probably the most, um, yeah. uh, is the best advice I can give for that. I agree. I think a lot are guilty of, uh, of somehow commingling some of their personal and uh, business finances, especially for, uh, for, for small business owners. So I yeah. think um, what you're saying is so true and so important because, you know, come time, come tax season, uh, more so if there's an audit, it'll be so much, we'll save you a lot of headache if that commingling didn't happen, right? Yeah. Um, and then uh, on the fourth uh, item that you would want to share. When with it comes to finance, um, you know, business owners, most of the time are not financial gurus. Um, you know, they know a little bit about finance, but just as in personal, just as in personal finance, uh, I would say business owners are, are, are usually very uh, focused on their P&L, which is another uh, name for income statement. Uh, it tracks your revenues and your expenses and your profits, right? Um, and that's kind of just the way that most people think, but they oftentimes neglect their balance sheet, right? So your balance sheet is really what you have versus what you owe and you know what, what the delta is which is the network or the uh, equity in, the, in your company so um <clears throat> I, i'll say while well, net in income re re increases your retained earnings and increases overall equity there's a lot of non-cash items on your balance sheet that can greatly affect the bottom line um, for some example for example, some businesses will make a lot of uh, capital purchases with uh, with their cash, and it, instead of it going right into your expenses, it, it really sits on your balance sheet as an asset that gets depreciated over time. 
Um, so that cash goes out the door, um, and you don't really see that on your on your uh, income statement or your PNL. So you might think, okay, well, you know, I, I have all this uh, extra income this year, but why don't I have, you know, I, I'm showing a million dollars in income this year, but how come I only have a hundred thousand dollars of cash um, in my bank account? You know, I'm not sure, I'm not seeing these expenses. So that's just one example, and, and they forget that they made up, you know, six hundred thousand uh, dollar capital purchase um, earlier that year. So that's just one example. So understanding the difference between profit and loss and what's included in the profit and loss, AKA income statement, mm-hmm. and uh, understanding the assets and liabilities that um, that all go into your balance sheet are mm-hmm. important. Maybe not in depth for, for you know, any business owner, but really having a good, uh, a good CPA, a good accountant that would also really explain kind of what all those numbers mean uh, for the business owner. Um, and what is the last uh, concept that you want to share uh, with with our viewers in terms of uh, you know, essential financial terms? Uh, um, I think this would kind of take me back to the PNL. Um, you know, showing your revenues and your expenses, but really to focus on margins, right? Because margins really matter, whether it's gross margins, net margins. No, what are margins? So, really, uh, what if you know if you if your sales is a million dollars in one year, and it took you five hundred thousand dollars to make a certain product, and this is not including um, you know the indirect expenses such as rent, utilities, and um, you know, uh, software, things like that. Um, so it, that is really the gross margin. And and I, I would say it's really important for a business owner to focus on the margins, try to maximize your, your, your gross margin um, and really pay attention to what the other companies in your industry um, are doing uh, in terms of margins, right? So. For example, um, a healthy gross margin could be as high as 80% or as low as 10%, right? It's, it's completely opposite ends of the spectrum. But you know, if you're in a if you're a high high-end retailer or a jewelry store, um, you typically have extremely high margins, um, you know, closer to 80% because you're really uh, banking on those few customers to. To really make make uh, make up the majority of your profits for that for that day or for that week or year, right? But then um, on the other end, you have airlines or grocery stores or low-end retailers. Um, so those typically have very low margins but a high volume of sales. So if, if you, you know, depending on the volume of sales and, and how many customers you have coming through the door. Um, I guess it, it really um, determines what your margin should be. But yeah. um, you know, do some research, uh, see what the profitable companies in your industry are bringing in in terms of margins, and don't compromise on 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 revenue or on sales. Don't bring down your selling price too much just to increase the number of sales because you might end up. Uh, working for free.
So, so yeah, so in terms of margins, it really also um, is tied into the business model, right? So the Hermes and Gold would have a different margin uh, versus the Costco and the and the Walmarts, you know, of the world, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, so those are all valuable, uh, valuable information, valuable tips that um, I think at least high level that uh, business owners need to know. Now, um, with regards to the pandemic, uh, is there anything that you think would really help uh, business owners kind of cope with with, with what's going on? Um, yeah, you know, one, one thing I keep hearing on the news is that, you know, a lot of businesses are shutting down. They're running out of business. You know, they're going out of business. Um, they're not able to keep uh, their doors open. And uh, I think the number one cause of businesses needing to shut down is that they can't service their debts, right? If they didn't have any debts, the company could probably shut down and hibernate for a while. Um, you know, they might be able to get some rent forbearance or something like that because rents usually tend to keep running. But uh, other than that, most of most other business um, expenses, you could kind of turn off the switch. You know, if, if you're shutting down your store or your restaurant, you could, you know, you, you could save money on utilities. You, unfortunately, you would probably have to furlough or lay off some of your employees or all of your employees and kind of just sit back and hibernate. Um, but the reason why a lot of businesses can't do that is because they're over leveraged. They have a lot of debt that they have to pay off and, and you know, the, 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 the cash stops coming in, but, uh, businesses that, you know, lenders, creditors that, that lended you the money, they're not going to stop calling you. <laughs> they're not going to stop, uh, asking for their, um, you know their their monthly payments on on that service. So, so that's really what causes uh, businesses to, to shut their doors. So so what you're saying is you know be careful in um, in overextending um, your your debt and and getting so much loan that you know especially in this in this crisis yeah. where we're having a lot of people default uh, on their loan. And a little bit of um, a footnote on again what's going on with with current events. Mm -hmm. um, you know, recently they're saying we're already, you know, of course we're talking business, but economy-wise, you know, um, they're saying we're already on the three trillion mark with regards to our um, deficit, right? So, so I guess if we're talking about a country and we're talking about a business really managing and yeah, I mean grip on debt is is important we live in a debt-based society where that is extremely cheap and it's it's only getting cheaper right so interest rates are only getting lower and um you know saving saving money savers are getting punished uh you're getting zero percent back on your on the money that you have in your bank account and um you know and, and you know in the midst of all this uh all that's going on with this pandemic we still have um the stock market you know getting new highs so you know are you gonna keep your cash in the bank or are you gonna put in the stock you know in the, in the investments or you know you can basically borrow money at 
two to three percent, and uh, you know the rate of inflation is going to be above at least two to three percent is what the, what the Fed is targeting, but it's realistically going to be a lot more. So it really encourages businesses and, and individuals to really um, take on a lot more debt. But you know, like I said, just 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 be careful because you know you have all of this incentive to take on more debt, but you know, if your business needs to shut down, um, those debt payments uh, are going to continue. Yeah, um, uh, I think it's uh, with regards to loan and debt of the United States. It's like a, here, it's a double-edged sword, you know. On one hand, it's actually a good thing because you need money. For the most part, there's going to be the resources that are available uh, for those who can show that they have, you know, the ability to pay, so on and so forth. On the other side, if the underwriting is really lax, you know, it's unregulated and whatnot, um, it just snowballs into, um, to, again, a, a bubble or uh, economic disaster, right? So, so really understanding uh, the ability to pay and and taking on only what you can um, you can pay, right? Uh, so, final words. Is there any um, wisdom? Final words of wisdom that you could provide our our business owners? Sure. Um, you know what. I think one thing that I've noticed working with a lot of founders, CEOs that have been very successful in their business, but um, had a little bit of a, a plateau uh, at, at a certain point, a lot of business businesses plateau, even if they're wildly successful in the beginning. Um, and, you know, even if this isn't really a financial advice, it, it's, it's just more of a, a something that I've seen with a lot of business owners is, is they have a hard time doing relinquishing their control, uh, the control they have over every aspect of the business. And um, business owners really need to, um, well, first of all, they need to find the right people that they can trust. But once they find those right people, they need to trust them. They need to trust them to make decisions and empower them to make make decisions uh, to run certain uh, segments of the company so they can uh, so they can focus their their attention on on uh, further growth of the company, um, and and that's that's really hard for a lot of business owners to do. They they work day and night. They um, you know work for many years. They're involved in you know the sales. They're involved in um, HR, and they're also involved in the finances. Um, and they're just getting stretched too thin. And, and they have a hard time scaling their businesses because uh, you know we only have so many hours in the day. We only have so much time and energy that we can spend. And if you really want to see your business take off and grow, I would say um, you know, trust trust the employees and empower the employees that you hired them to. And um, hopefully, they'll trust your own judgment that you hired the the right. Um, managers to, to, to really help you expand your business. Mm -hmm. So, so listening to what you're saying, what I heard and what I gathered is uh, really two major things. One is to have the right people in the bus, 
like the, mm-hmm. the to great uh, book, right? So hiring the right people, having the right people uh, around you to help you scale. Mm-hmm. And uh, secondly, work on your business versus in your business, right? Because otherwise, if you're working in your business and you're wearing all that hat, it's really hard to scale because uh, you're you're only one person. <laughs> There's only 24 hours in a day. So um, very valuable tips. I, I so appreciate your, your time and um, wishing you all the best. Thank you, Lucas. Sure, thank you.